Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hi there, it's Timmy Manor and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, as he does every week, my partner in crime, Benny Little. Right here. Yep, we play great songs. We speak to some amazing figures in sport from the past and present. And our special guest this week, he's played 266 games for the, in the NRL for the Dragons, highlighted by winning the 2010 Premiership over the Sydney Roosters. In his illustrious 12-year career, he's the third most capped Dragon of all time and a third highest high score for the club. Known as one of the good guys in rugby league, our guest also represented New Zealand on 33 occasions Oof. and is remembered as one of the most consistent and beloved players of his generation Tonight, my guest on the Spirit of Sport is none other than NRL legend himself, Jason Nightingale, Gypsy. Thanks for joining us, mate. Mate, absolute pleasure. That was a great intro. No starters, <laughs> no nothing. And uh, I really appreciate that uh, that you put all that effort yeah, in. Yeah, thank and, you. Yeah, and you and I had run through my intro so well that <laughs> finally nailed it. But thanks for sending this through to me earlier, mate. <laughs> um, Did your wife write that or was that... Was that <clears throat> Was that straight from you? Uh, that's straight from me. So Timmy and I have been practicing <laughs> yeah. that for a couple of weeks now. He said, I want you to get me on my show. And I said, mate, I, it would be my pleasure, but here are the parameters. Yeah. We've got a two-week training course on 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 how to best intro myself. <laughs> yeah, so we've been, we're working really hard on that, but uh, we, I think we got there. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Going through those numbers, it's actually yeah. – it took me back a bit. I didn't, I didn't realize how much you've achieved in the game. You, I knew you've – the two main things everyone wants to do, play for their country, win a comp, you've done that, which – You've ticked pretty much everything you could do, you've done. Um, and tell me a bit more about sort of the, the statue being erected in uh, oh, we'll, we'll call it a statue. It's more of a... Oh, the plaque. Plaque, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it no, should be a statue. No, that's, that's, pretty, um, that's pretty epic. You know, this, this, there's some awesome names there. It's such a crazy, humbling experience to be up there with those. Like, you know, our club has had some legends. I don't know, parody, yeah. you know legendary teams in the 80s, but the Dragons have had some unbeatable teams and the players that have played with them so to even be up in lights uh, alongside of those guys and and do it with two of my teammates i played a lot of my career with was um was really special and especially for you know family my kids are yeah. young and um you know i have to show them replays on on ko thank, <laughs> thanks to them for finally um going back and throw back to the old school games they, when we used to play the eels and timmy was running around but uh no i think it, it, it's pretty cool to have that experience and something that you know we, we talk about legacy and all those numbers and that they're 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 great to have but um to ha to share experiences with your children that's what's probably more special than it all yeah can you take us a bit back though where it all started like how did you first get involved with footy uh just got taken down um to renowned park to have a run around i think it was about seven or eight um you know lived in new zealand came across it uh six or seven and yeah started playing rugby league down the park and and uh yeah, a couple of years into it, moved back to New Zealand, played rugby there and came back over. And so a bit of a back and forth from New Zealand and back. And yeah, just like rugby league was always a, a great foundation for myself to 
to be able to spend time. Um, yeah, just away and playing yeah. with your friends. It's, I'm sure you get those sort of same what, memories. Why did you go to league and not union? Uh, well, in New Zealand, rugby's amazing. Like yep. you play, play barefoot in the town, town I lived in, in, in Waikato. Waikato. Yeah, not far from Hamilton. It's not, yep. Yeah. They have plenty is where I claim. That's that's the that's a beautiful part of New Zealand. Okay. My grandparents live there. But yeah. um yeah, just playing that grassroots sort of style. The same thing we have here in league in Australia, they have that in rugby in New Zealand and, and that connection. So coming back um to that it was it was rugby league's the way the, the, the sort of thing that has that grassroots connection to the yeah. to playing with your mates. So um yeah, my, that's why. Um it, here it's it's uh much more fun to play as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um and oh, I loved it, you know. I loved it when I before I went over and they didn't have it they didn't have league in, in my town I lived in. So um yeah, it's just that that connection. So there's a Waikato Junior Club. Do you play there or uh, Morinsville is like a little town. Oh, yeah. There's a rugby there. Um, Waikato is the yeah. like the area, so the region. It's like the state, but they're they're not really states. I, I played against Waikato once. Did you? Yeah, so we went it was a under seventeens Paramount Eels tour. Yeah. We started in Auckland, yeah. went down to Hamilton, stayed there, played against Waikato, went yeah. down to Tar- uh, Taranaki. Taranaki. Played against them. Uh, Isaac Luke and the boys. Yeah, they're all the way down to Wellington. So, um, beautiful part of the world. Hamilton's a bit quiet. Hamilton yeah, reminds me of like a country town. In, yeah, so in Hamilton Australia. was the, it is a country town, yeah. uh, but it's like, it's the city of, of uh, Waikato. So okay. you can imagine yeah. what the actual country towns look like there. We, yeah. were, we were living in, yeah, Morinsville. One of those is about maybe eight, well, I don't know, about 8,000 people live there. Very dairy, dairy farm, but um, yeah, still got some family there and uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good memories from that grassroots rugby union as well as I do for yeah. grassroots rugby league over here. How old were you when you realised oh, I could make a career out of this? Maybe. Oh, look, um, I don't know. You sort of like score, f- score heaps of tries in a game, and you think you can do it when you yeah. when you're seven. So, <laughs> I reckon that it's probably the moment. Uh, playing rugby in New Zealand was where I, I really decided I want to play for New Zealand. I didn't know it was. It was. It was the whole want to be an all black sort of thing and mm. you have that it's it's ingrained yeah. in you i was playing rugby in new zealand as a 10 year old going oh scored, yeah. f- scored five tries today i'm gonna play for the all blacks later yeah. um so not so that point when you're a kid you, you're so optimistic you just think it's easy and you just go oh we'll play for, yeah i'll play for the all blacks i saw saw that guy did it yeah yeah saw dan carter did it and <laughs> why not you know so um that was probably the moment where was where you sort of kid and get that ambition yeah um and then come back it wasn't until like I was pretty average, eh, all the way through, yeah. through juniors, and I was going to ask you: Were you a standard? Like, did, were you? No. Were people looking at you and like, he's going to make it one day? No, no. no? So okay. I, I think that's that's. You know, I came in um, under twenties, and we, we were all my mates that I played SG ball with. The, the the good sort of five were already up in Fleg yep. in the in the twenties. So the Toyota Cup, um, old Toyota Cup, whatever it's called now, Fleg. It's back to Jersey Fleg. So yep. they're up there already, and I was playing still Clubland, and they made me trial. What did make? I was playing. I wasn't contracted, so I had to trial in my local area where I played Matthew Scarp, Bestie Ball both years, and then I had to trial to the thing. And I was I made it through the trial, played played well. I had my mate was refing, and that helped. He let let me get away with a few things, <laughs> um, and then made the yeah training trial. Um, yeah, went and played at, uh, at Wollongong on a training trial. Trained with you know lots of Brett and Josh Morris and. Had a lot of good players there. We had sort of about 11 players that went on to play grade. And, and, and that was really really where it stepped up. And I realized that you couldn't just cruise and, and be okay. And um, I went up to Manly and tried for them as well because I wanted to hedge my bets just in case. I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. that stage yeah. where we were young battlers, not yeah. not a standout. And um, yeah, so so decided to turn down a contract to Manly and played it. Played uh-huh. on a training trial to get through our 20s team. And 
that team was great. It was it was full was of that people. Was team that? Nah, Sowie's team was. They were at the Roosters the year before. Oh, we, were the year right. we were the year yeah, after. We were the year after. So we, yeah, we had heaps of gun players and, yeah. and people that were were a lot more developed than myself. And um, I, I suppose I learned a lot from from them and and what it took to be. You go from park footy, proper park footy. I wasn't even reps to to uh, under twenties. Was a big step up, especially being part of the the better team. We we ended up playing a few of your mates in uh, the grand final. We beat Parramatta in the Jersey Flag grand final yep. that year and. Um, that taught me a lot about uh, just the difference between amateur and transitioning to pro. And then I got a um, full-time off-season after that. And, and same thing, the, the boys leveled up from that point. They went to reserve grade and I was still mm. playing flag. So, um, yeah, it was really a slow transition. Yeah. It was that five, six, and then debuting seven. Um yeah, and it was it was probably sort of typical to those numbers. You sort of creep up on you. I was sort of crept up on first grade and then played. And yeah. I think that, that understanding how to get a job done is, is what allowed me to do it for so long. Mm. As a youngster, um, before you you were in those high, higher leagues, um, was there any mentor that stood out or any coaches that stood out? And if so, what kind of advice do you remember looking back on it now that was... Yeah, probably, probably one of the best mentors, the players around me, I always driven like that. But I had Steve Price, um, who coached me in under-20s and when we won our, our comp. And he he was pretty pretty black and white, pretty harsh and not like, oh, I was trying to make up excuses or have, I was working, like trying to, I wasn't getting paid to play footy for the first yeah. three years. While, wow. You yeah. know, and um, I would turn up late or something like that. No, he just dropped me. I would just he dropped me three <laughs> times that year. I remember there's a there's a point before well, the first grand grade final, or it, no twenties reserve yeah, grade whatever. Yeah. It dropped me three times, and it was like there was a point where <laughs> I got dropped for not turning up to a photo. I didn't go to the photo because I had to do my RSA to get a thing to get a job, but yeah. I didn't go to the team photo. He dropped me for that. I was like, oh, oh. Well, you got to make yeah. a choice. I like, go. Oh. <laughs> it's easier to make a choice if I'm getting paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like made a choice to try and get paid. So yeah. that and then. Another th- then the next week I went on and um, I got called up to reserve grade yeah. and ended up not playing because it was like I think it was Nick Youngquest um, yeah. and he uh, he was touch and go he was gonna, anyway I was 18th man I didn't end up playing reserve grade the next week we had a buy the next week we went in semis and he dropped me because he didn't, oh. didn't pick me and then I ended up playing a grand final after not playing in five weeks really so that, uh, it was uh, yeah it was, I wasn't I wasn't good enough to make the team plus. Yeah even though I was playing reserve grade one or two games and then um, ended up there. So I, I learned a lot from that, just saying, well, there's a line in the sand here. You, you can either step up and be a bit more professional yeah, or you can be like everyone else and or be like the people that, are, uh, you know, sort of go, well, I could have made it, but if it wasn't for that injury or that, you know, that I'd have an excuse. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think he taught me the difference between making excuses. And Young Quest, is he still mate too? Yeah, yeah, he's going. What a, what a career he's, he's had. Now modelling and oh. hanging around Cologne. <laughs> going to New York City, in the face of Invictus Cologne. Oh, 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 buying leather jackets. Yeah. Left yeah. We ended up in the wrong career. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think that was something we could choose. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, why we're, well, that's why I'm on radio anyway. Yeah, uh, head for it. It's the same. I yeah. don't, don't get yeah. invited on TV. So thanks. It makes me, it lifts my confidence. <laughs> Mate, um, talk to me about your first coach. So you, was Pricey the head coach of NRL at the time or was he? No, head coach was Nathan Brown. Yeah. Um, and he, he gave him a first shot. And I, th- I think it was Pricey that had to convince Brownie because he's like, come on, mate. You can't be kidding. Trying to trying to pitch me this kid to play <laughs> first grade. And Brownie tells his stories. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Pricey tossed it up to him. He's like, nah, you can't. <laughs> no, no, serious. And Pricey goes, yeah, give him a go. And so 
um, gave me some good advice going into that game. You know, don't have to do anything different and all that sort of stuff you hear. And um, yeah, Brownie is a great development coach, like amazing. He brought through so many people that year. Like I said, we had 11 people from our under 20s team um, play first grade. And, yeah. and Brownie put a lot, took a yeah. lot of them through. Um, we had a big transition year in 2007. Um, and yeah, we would just, he, he, Brownie was a great development coach, taught lots about the game, the, the intricacies and stuff that you don't yeah. think about. He's a great tactician. Um, and you've seen him do that in, in many times. And, and yes, yeah, so that, that 2007, 2008 and, and 2006, even training full time, that the learning about rugby league, yeah. is probably the, the greatest period of learning about the game that I had in, yeah. in my career. It makes such a difference for like a, for a club when they're young kids coming through are learning high quality at a young age. You can yeah. tell like the systems that are coming through, you work the benefits when they're older, but as kids, 15, 16, eight, 17 year olds, have got to learn the right way to do it or else they'll learn bad habits. They'll be bad trainers, bad players. So that's it. I didn't, I, I learned them late. I learned them yeah. too late. I, you know, it wasn't, was underdeveloped. And, and when I got there, I had to play catch up yeah. and learn the hard way. Yeah. Um, and then from that period, Nathan Brown took over and sort of, even though he was a young coach, he was really focused on, um, yeah. on, on development of players and skill. Yeah. You, you talk about getting dropped those three times. That must have been like a tough season. Um, where, where does the resilience come from to just stick at it and stay with it in those tough times? Uh, I, was, I was a gypsy growing up. I yeah, we were tall. Yeah, oh, sort of, okay, so, 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 go to, lived in New Zealand, lived in Australia, lived in New Zealand. Yeah, okay. um, you know, parents separated and lived there, lived with grandparents. So, hence the name gypsy. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it adds up. Yeah, it yeah. adds up a bit of, um, it adds a bit of adaptability. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Yep. So that, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I've been through this, I've been through that, and you can and you can relate it to that. Mm, so, yeah. so that really does does help in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, I, I think I'm always overly optimistic and grateful. So, I, I, even if I've got dropped, it's 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 what's the lesson, or or I always think it's going to be okay. I might mm. might have you know have a shocker and sort of play really bad and do something. I feel bad and down, but then you can see the those greener pastures. So. Yeah, that was very much that point in the, in 2005 and I was a bit loose and erratic and gypsy-like and then um, we won the grand final at the end of it. So I was like, oh, <laughs> it would have gone completely different if I had have stayed getting dropped yeah. not get back in. I was like, well, we've got to find another club, don't yeah. I? But yeah, um, yeah a bit of, bit of luck on that day and, and played well and got a time extension, essentially, one year. And yeah, um, yeah and then sort of carried that on and, and learned a lot about the game and, and learned how to... Or just how to how to use what I did have and and how to yeah sort of get by with with um it, with the talents I've been given yeah. and not not try and get not to get exposed by the ones I don't have. Yeah, <laughs> well that's a credit to you, mate. And who would have thought that all that opportunity was on the back end of you just sticking to your guns and yeah. staying driven? Yeah, well I, th- I could have done it a lot easier. I think that's the thing. But I d- yeah sort of don't choose that don't mm. choose that option always is make it hard and and uh yeah but it forces you to become better and improve and i think yeah. those the the mentors that we had through those yeah. times really really helped me with that speaking of mentors what was that so wayne comes in oh nine was it wayne bennett yeah wayne wayne came in oh nine he actually nicknamed me gypsy which was probably my nickname before anyone knew it and yeah. um yeah i was it was it was great it was he came in and just put us through this ultimate torture army camp you would have done yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So those ones where we were like, I was like, "What is this?" Like <laughs> carrying logs for yeah, thirty yeah, kilometers yeah. and all this sort of stuff, and it was just a all ultimate. You know, as as bad as it was, when I look back at it now, I'm like, if you told me at the start of that camp we're going to do this, this, and you say, "No, you can't do that," mm. and 
they just thrust it on you and it, it's it's rewarding now you look back on it but at the time it was it's torture it's torture yeah, and you yeah. think it, it, it doesn't it defies logic yeah. um, and it, it what it does go and do is probably like that moment builds a resilience because you can think back to that time and go oh well I did that I can do this and I think that's yeah. a like those lessons from life, whether they be physical, mental, or emotional, they mm. they all um, go to building your next steps and, and build resilience. And, mm. and if you have that understanding, ideally you don't need those sort of military <laughs> camps yeah, and, yeah. or you know da- hard times to get to that. But the reality is, it, as humans, we we avoid the hard times yeah. until we have to take them on. And yeah, uh, yeah so that was that was a pretty big eye opener. Um, we started there, and you know, Wayne was Wayne dropped me in two thousand nine as well. We had Brett Morrison, oh, really? Wendell on the wings, and I was. That was a bit. I was, yeah. He nicknamed me Gypsy when uh, I uh, was well, just the way I played and be on the field. But I was semi homeless for right. a bit there. I just I was in between houses. I this is, this is a good example of an aloof nature. I had uh, Craig Young was running the Dragons house. Had a few teammates and that it was great. It was in my home suburb. I grew up yeah. in Oatley and my my parents moved back to New Zealand. My sister moved back to New Zealand and I jumped around and I said, look, in my contract, I'll take that ten grand, but you've got to like give me a discount and rent in, in Oatley. So I was like, yeah, sweet. They gave me that. I had it for two years. It was great. Yeah. So living in a footy house in the suburb I grew up in, it was perfect. It yeah. was perfect yeah. for most things. Um, <laughs> but then, then they moved all the training down to Wollongong. Yeah. So Craig Young goes, he goes, oh, yeah, look, mate, um, you know, it's November now. So no one's living in the house now. It's just you and whoever these guys are, that you, your mates that you've got living with you. Um, so we're going to close your footy house. So yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll get around to that. I'll fix it. Anyway, the, the removalist truck turns up in January. I've done nothing. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean? I like <laughs> so um, I, I started dating my girlfriend, now wife. Smart. Um, so you I stayed at, yeah. stayed, at, stayed at her house for, for a little bit. Um, and right, yeah, well, did you date her and like, marry her just so you can have a house? Yeah, mate, it's pretty desperate times when you walk out. You're like, I got my old Ford Falcon there. I'm like, oh, I could probably live in this for a bit. <laughs> I stayed a couple of mates down and stayed their house. And this and, is when you're playing first grade, yeah. I was three years in, wow, yeah, right. So, yeah, that was it. Was very uh, that was where he sort of yeah, he's he he picked up on it one day. He's like, where yeah. is he living? Yeah. Like, I like, oh, will sort of stay at yeah, surfing. Yeah, Paddington a bit, but yeah. he was, I was at one of the boys' houses that stays in Wollongong, yeah. and it's like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, just going back to the uh, army camp, you went on army camp, and then he's won a comp. We went on army camp and got a wooden spoon, so that, it's a bit different for everyone else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went in 09, and we did, we lost 09, oh, and, and then, right. so the yeah. senior senior players, Dean Young and, yeah. and, and Coops and that were like, because we did the army camp, way we got yeah. too tired by the end of the year. They were thinking <laughs> about those 20. So anyway, we did another army camp, but it was... um. It was a bit of a, it was a stitch up, like it was, it was good. So they did, but like, we're doing the same thing. We did, we started out exactly the same, yeah. And they cut it short and took us. Took I us heard about that, yeah. yeah. Justin Paul's telling us. Oh, was, yeah, poor, yeah. Yeah, he came in 2010, and he was like, he's so excited that you guys were going on an army camp again. Yeah. And then he found out it was cut short, and he was blowing up like last year we did this, this, and this. And <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, because he, he missed out, so he yeah. just wanted to hear how hard it was yeah, while yeah. he was at Paragon. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah typical poor. Yeah. Um, mate, so tell me about the grand final. I think that's, you, uh, it's, there's many similarities with like, uh, being at Parramatta, we had that, you know, we haven't won a grand final since 86. Have, have. We have that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we still have that. Oh, well, I'm not playing anymore, so. <laughs> You're still there, mate. Yeah, You're still yeah. one. You're still so, one. Um, but we, yeah, no, we haven't won a comp since 86. Mm. Uh, and there's just that feeling of a, you just know the whole season explode when they win it. You guys were in a similar boat. How long was the, the gap between you guys winning a comp? Less than yours. Yeah. Um, but. 
Yeah, 79. It was yeah. 79 to 2010, so 31. Wow. Yeah, yeah. what was yeah. that like? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, we've been in, you know, the, the longest people have been on in, involved in that was sort of eight, nine years, and they had a little stage in 2005, six, where they had gun yeah, teams, all five, right. six, yeah, so yeah. they had gun teams, and they had another one earlier than that. So they were pretty star-started and, and were carrying a lot of expectation because of that. So they, they, they had a bit of that baggage, and then, you know, any, any fan that was... The, the, the fans that were born after the 70s that didn't see the glory, they were still old enough to tell us what they thought and what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't get to experience, but their parents told them all about how good the Dragons were. You've got to follow this team. They win 11 straight premierships. Don't go for anyone else. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, sweet. Then they go through and they see one in 79. They're like, yeah, sweet. I'm, I'm all right. They've got one. <laughs> and then they don't see anything for 30 years. Yeah. They're going to be hungry and sometimes, uh, yeah, a little bit extra passionate. Like, you know, like you, like the reason we love the sport is the yeah. passion. So, they were they were reminding us, and that you know that head noise doesn't help. You've only yeah, involved yeah, it a bit, but it doesn't help. Yeah, so yeah. Um, there's an there's an element of that. I'm sure Para will have come up against it. I just remember yeah. the early two. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thousands when they might have lost one against Newcastle. But um, those, and maybe 2008, but it was a bit different. Anyway, <laughs> 2009, sorry. Yeah, 2009. Um, anyway, so that, that, that doesn't help. So um, really having Wayne Bennett in those times really helps out because you can just get that, that focus or at least the focus on the right thing. So make sure you don't think too much about mm. what's going on. Yeah. Comparing the premiership season to any other season, was there anything that stood out to you that kind of attributed to that success in that year? It's not an action or a... Or a um, it's just a feeling. You, you just have a feeling. Um, you know, it's just, you got this confidence, but it's it's a feeling around the place. There's, a, there's an energy. It's, it's hard to explain. And, mm. and if you sort of describe that in, in any good times, we've had periods yep. of that, but not, not pro, that was such a prolonged period of feeling good mm. and confident and like, yeah, having that, having that, it's the aura, it's the way it feels, the way everything, the way the actions, the actions fill it in and, and make that feeling. So yeah. that no one make, no one takes a shortcut or someone does something out of the ordinary, but it's yeah. not out not out of the ordinary because mm. there's lots of little try saving tackles or big plays that are happening too regular. So that that adds to it. So yeah. the point like oh well, we're, we're mainly around that time for us we were very defence. Uh, orientated, uh, letting in a certain amount of points, and, and we were very hard to penetrate. And when we were penetrated, uh, it was a lot of the cover defense. So those sort of things go into it, and they go, "Oh, we people are not going to beat us because we're going to keep turning up." And yeah. those things become expected. When they become expected, they become habitual, and then yeah, yeah. just that feeling where our habits are too strong for us to fail. And, and we had that period. It, you know, it doesn't didn't all go to script, but it felt like it was going was, to. Was any head noise, because 09, you guys were finished up first and you went out in straight sets. Going into the next year, is any head noise coming to the final series? Because that's at the moment, Parramatta are in a similar position where they've got a great squad, good players, but they've they got a reputation now of yeah. going out in straight sets. And now I think that's become a bit of a monster in their head now where it's 
they get to the finals and it's like we better not go out and chase heads and bang bang like yeah how'd you guys get over that yeah well that was you know you were pretty heavily involved in that you know what that was happening there we we, yeah. we hit you guys at the time where you're on fire yeah. um and jared was obviously off the hook yeah what yeah. he was doing yeah. So it, it was it was poor us, our bad luck that we ran into you guys then and the old system where you had to travel and got, you know, so we didn't get a home game second second week and yeah. we went to play Lockie in one of his last ever games or something like that. Um, so they were up for it and yeah, you guys were on fire and it was just a bit of what, that was probably the time where you're like, oh, we weren't as good as we were. We probably yeah. weren't ready for this. It had came a bit too quick. Um, in the first year that Wayne was coaching, and the next year was it in the back of your mind at all? But like the well, they they we picked ourselves up off the canvas really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, it was pr- pretty moving on, and 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 also it, everything went too well in two thousand and nine. We were we were minor premiers and playing really well, and um, everything was going. It, it was a bit too squeaky clean. Yeah, yeah. So we needed a bit more hurdle um, that we didn't get. We we don't. The only hurdle we had was the two thousand nine army camp, so we got that scrap for twenty ten. <laughs> And um, yeah, it was it was it was that sort of slap in the face to go. Yeah, well, you're feeling that good, and everything was going sweet, but you still lost. So, mm. not probably not quite ready. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the World Cup beating Australia. Oh wow! Tell us yeah. a bit. Of, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, we had some. I, I you know talk about those Test matches and some really. Um, cool, important moments in my career and, and, and for our country and for rugby league in New Zealand in general. Like and that was the first one New Zealand mm. beat Australia, hey? Yeah, so, um, yeah, 2008 was, was pretty special. Um, they we had Wayne Bennett was coaching us before he took us to Dragons. And, um, mate, just a squad full of people um, willing to have a crack and doing the right things. Yeah. Same, same thing. Had that sort of feeling. And I think we got beaten by them in this, some some sort of game in the in the season where... Um, it was like a bit. Oh well, doesn't really matter. Like exactly. it's, it's okay. It's yeah. So yeah. Uh, same thing. We had that feeling, and it, you know, it's like yeah. different times. It, it, the underdog tag really helps. Yeah. And and that inner belief that that was created, and Steve Kearney did a great job of that, and Wayne was part of that, helping him in the background there. So, um, yeah, it all fell into line, and 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 I think it really just showed that 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 we could do it. And um, yeah, we had we had some really golden periods through there for, throughout my career, and. And again, in 2010, Four Nations um, had a great golden period. We were number one in the world in 15, 16, I think it was. So, yeah, but I reckon a lot of confidence was built out of that 2008. That was a long time ago now. And yeah. um, just showed, uh, yeah, a lot of people that, that follow our game that, mm. that, that it could be done. And, and um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, looking at other countries that are sort of doing similar in Tonga and those sort of things, the, the potential, I think it opens up the... the um, the global game a bit more. Was there anything practical that changed? You talk about some of the intangibles. Was there anything like practical or coaching wise in the lead up behind the scenes that stood out about that year, or was it was it just uh, the right I team, right? New Zealand rugby league um, had uh, uh, new CEO, so um, that they really trained changed um, a lot of what they were doing there. Um, yeah. yeah, so they they, they put on the. the the Scotsman, and uh, he was he was he was really good. Um, yep. Yeah, so he built all these values out and that sort of thing, and and and, and hired um, Stephen Kearney, um, and hired Wayne to help him, and and put a good team around him. Had a good bunch of blokes, and then the players were were, were sort of, you know, had Benji and and yeah, um, we had a, we had a great sort of squad um, that were building towards that. So 
Mm. Um, all those sort of things, you fell in line. But yeah, I suppose that's a, that's the first time in um, professional sporting organisation where I saw the the back the back end of the business yeah. to pull the right strings for the business to become successful. And I reckon mm. that really. Um, that really changed my and got got me intrigued into the back runnings of of, of how sports yeah. work and how the business of of sport operates. So, yeah, that that was probably part of it, and I'd never never sort of attribute that to anything yeah. else. But I saw that happen. He came in and presented the values and the, and the core vision of the company of the New Zealand Rugby League and what they were doing to help the community and therefore help us succeed. And mm. um, yeah, that was that was pretty yeah. pretty awesome. Well, that leads me into the next topic I want to talk to you about. Uh, your post football career, we're going to spend some time on that, but I want to see. Oh. We got, we got, we we have a premiere segment in this show. It's called Sixty Seconds Blitz with Blitz, and um, Blitz. I'm just going to pump you for sixty seconds full of questions, and you just got to answer. Can them I go first. yes or no, true or false? Like yeah, no, things. no, you got to answer. It's got to come from the heart. It's got to come direct. And um, this is Sixty Seconds Blitz with Blitz. Okay, you Blitz ready? Uh, favorite food? Sushi. Sushi. Um, what was the thing growing up that your parents were most irritated by? Uh, no, they're easy going. Nothing. <laughs> uh, best investment? Property. Worst investment you've ever made? Uh, clothes. Okay. If you had 50K to go start a business, what business would you start? <laughs> no. Um, Definitely not. <laughs> the, uh, uh, it's a community thing. Yeah, something. cool. Yeah. What's something that no one would know about you? Favourite colour is green. Okay. Do you do anything weird um, routinely? Anything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything weird routinely, and it's because there's no, there's no routine to it. Okay. Uh, first date you went on with your wife? Uh, we met at the Eastern. It's a beautiful place. Okay. I'll call it a date. She 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 denies it even happened. But <laughs> What's the Eastern? The RSL? Eastern is no, the old Bondi, uh, Bondi yeah. Junction okay. uh, nightclub where oh, we yes. met on the R&B level. Wednesday night? Yeah, oh, you Wednesday went up night. a class. Yeah, Wednesday night. She, yeah, she lost private school girl from the East. <laughs> oh. Looking for love. and Swept yeah. off her feet. Yeah, swept off her feet. Now it's all, yeah. No looking back now. How many kids do you have? Two. Two. What are the ages? Uh, four and two. Oh, cool. Boy and a girl. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, that, that's you, all I got. Done. No, you, that's that all I got. I was, yeah. I was waiting for some hard punches, but okay, that's no, good. No, Let's no, give him there's a few in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got, oh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll put too much yeah, of a build up for that. No, I thought it was. I thought it was good. That's great. That was fantastic. Well, the the followership just went up like that, a thousand. Yeah, well, that's. I yeah. think people just listen to the podcast anyway for that part yeah. and they just fast forward to get yeah. to the blitz. The blitz. analytics are flowing, yeah. through. <laughs> <laughs> flowing through. Now, let's talk about you, when you, like you talk about your, when you're playing your ability to work as a youngster while you're still training and you know, you got dropped a couple of times because you're working and then you always have to kind of like work hard. That was like a work ethic was always there as part of your career and now post-career, I look at you and I see somebody that's just flourished like a lot of guys get to the end of their career, they get lost and they think, well, what do I do in my life now? I feel like you've started your new career and it's just like um, you're born for the next chapter as well. It's like you've done great and what you've achieved is something that players will be pumped through half your career. But now you're at a new stage, a new chapter, and I feel like you're flourishing. Can you just tell us a bit about where you're at and what you're doing? Well, it's a, it's a facade. 
<laughs> no, like part of it, like it, it's it's part of the the, the work ethic and, and doing two things. I, I don't say no to a lot of things, and I yeah. you know, sort of I live my life like that, which, which sort of say yes, nod, and figure it out later. And um, <laughs> definitely not good advice. And <laughs> so yeah, it was, I suppose it started when so yeah went from work, and I go, what do I do? I'm actually getting paid to play footy now. I don't need to work anymore. So I started studying and then I was like, oh, I don't, yeah, this sort of bounce on. So I went to uni for a bit and then, um, yeah, business partner, Rebecca Cook, we ran into each other and she's uh, sort of had a same vision of education and learning about business. So that really, we started a pilot group and that's still running today. So lead athlete business school, she runs that. I help out a little yeah. bit here and there. So you were doing that when you were playing as well, weren't you? Yeah, so we had yeah. that for five years before yeah, I retired. So I had that, had that transition. And that was really planning for the future. Um, uh, sort of selfishly, yeah. what I want to learn about small business. And I had this, this uh, mentor um, who said, uh, best way to learn about it is start one. N more bad advice, never take that. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, started that. And I think that learned a lot, um, built big network and I've always been big on that and um, yeah so sort of creating opportunities out of that and then saying yes to too many things um, so yeah that's sort of led to entrepreneurship my first ever business plan with my pilot group of um, business school was start a cafe so yeah got to execute that so we started that and which is still running today yeah still running today I was there making a few coffees this morning getting yes. kicked out of the wall get out of the way Jason you're in, in the way <laughs> my staff are staff are telling me just get where, out where of the way where is it what's, what's it called where is it a flow espresso in Cogra. Um Cogra. yeah so it's, I spent a little bit of time there that's just hobby passion and that, that's why um, my staff are telling me to get away because I'm not as yep. as good at it as they are um, <laughs> and then yeah so working in the uh, finance space and, and still, still work with the club have a couple of roles there and partnerships yep. and commercial sales and um, yeah sort of helping marketing that sort of thing and then um, yeah sort of working for a uh, new um, private equity sporting fund in, in finance which is yeah sort of really right up my alley right now yeah that's awesome yeah I've obviously I've doing some finance as well I met with you a couple of weeks ago and just you've only kind of just dipped your toe into it and the amount of knowledge you have in the industry already is huge so your ability that's the facade as well and then yeah. you know at the end of the day I'm I'm a salesman, you're a salesman, we're yeah, all yeah. selling something and, yeah. and um, sometimes you need to speak the language. So um, yeah, and that, that's, it, if you're passionate about it and, and sport and finance is, sport and business, is, yeah. it's like I mentioned about, you know, what we went through, I really paid a lot of attention to that and, and sort yeah. of those triggers. So um, yeah, working with a company called Athlon at the moment who are raising capital to yeah. invest in sport. What are they um, called? Athlon. Athlon. Yeah, Athlon. Cool. So they're, they're raising capital at the moment to invest in sport and, and sort of these, these triggers of understanding commercial and all those sort of things, but also areas, countries, divisions, and, and all the back end that, that, yeah. that I suppose if you've got a gap in in our knowledge or a, a benefit of our knowledge, it's, it's if you paid attention, like you, I know yeah, you've yeah. done some commercial stuff with the Eels and that sort of thing. If you pay attention, you get a, um, a better view than, than anyone else on the outside gets yeah. of, of, of how sport the business of sport works yeah i think being an, an athlete gives you an advantage as well in terms of your work ethic because i remember when i first retired my first day at the office was a monday morning and it's like first day of school getting ready and the first 40 minutes the whole office is chatting about their weekend and what do you get up to and i remember thinking look we're on the clock now like we should we should be like <laughs> you know working but uh it took me a bit to adapt to realize that um yeah, obviously you know that it's not like footy where you know you clock on and when you're at work it's bang 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 you're on the whole time um, so learning to uh, like, you know, I'm never, we've never been together for hard work either. Like you said, you struggle to say no. Um, it's because you're not scared to, you know, 
have a go, have a go, and 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 be busy. Like people aren't, like, we're not scared to. Yeah. So it's it's uh, to be honest, I don't manage it well. Like I you know, manage anything well, but um, I <laughs> sort of gypsy. keep yeah, just try and throw as much energy as you can at it and be as good person. I think I you know foundations of everything I try and work with is is relationship building. That's always been what about. So try and. You know, be as yeah. good a person you can be and, and help people as much as you can and you know that'll come back to you and that's how that's how the world of business works and I, I'm glad that skill transfers because um, no one does that better than probably people that have been in a professional sporting team environment. Do you know what you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> in in five years' time, uh, what, no, what do you see yourself doing? Absolutely no idea. I know I like and what I'm doing and that's yeah. probably the problem that I've got sort of three things going. I like them all yeah. um, but I can't nail them all so finding a way to nail one thing would be ideal but I don't think that's in my DNA and, and hasn't been part of the picture. But there, if you, you can almost draw a line to, and they get all kind of connect in a way like you're working your partnerships with a club and all of a sudden now you're working at a, at yeah. a capital that's it, raising that's money it. for it's sport, and you know the, the, the you know the corporate side of sport now more than most people would. Yeah, it's connected by people. Yeah, sport and business. Yeah, that's, that's it. So it's the way, it, and we've been exposed to that when throughout a playing career. You're just not probably not as aware of it, and if you become aware of it, you can find a way to use it to your advantage. So the, 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 those four four things, and, and running by the values. So business partners, big value session, and who are you? So yeah. that you can you can make all those decisions. It doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you are guided by who, who you are, your own identity that's not you as a footballer, yeah. not you as, it's, it's you as a person. Yeah. You talk about a lot of moving plates and your capacity growing and things like that. What do you do when you feel overwhelmed or you've got too much on your plate and you just kind of need to get organised? Is there anything you do to stop and get I your head around it? I, my wife is super, super organised. So, yeah, sh I, I s try and take a leaf out of her book and get organised. It's the yeah. only way to free. Um, talk, obviously talk to he talk to all my friends. I just sit there and blah, 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 blah. So I just need you 10 minutes to listen to me. Yeah. And then, you know, what can I do for you? And, and spend yeah, the other yeah. time, what, you know, calling. So that, that, that relationship and bouncing those sort of things. Um, my wife is ultra, ultra organized. And I am reasonably organized for the amount of stuff I've got on, but it's, it's impossible for that. So I just sit down and map some stuff out, yeah. um, usually on a Sunday, and go, what have I got? Try and keep a fortnight um, schedule. Okay, I've got this many meetings in the next fortnight. Yeah. Where, what, what gaps have I got in between? When do I need a break? Yeah. And then uh, I always negotiate my own break, so I feel it with <laughs> something. But it, as long as I'm feeling it with, with things I like doing, going for a coffee, yeah. catching up for a drink, yeah. what, what, then, then it's okay. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, family. What, 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 what have we got on? So that's that doing working that with my wife is probably the biggest thing. She's super organized and um, sends me calendar invites for everything. I never know what I'm <laughs> accepting. But um, th that, that's probably the biggest thing I do to get less overwhelmed is yeah. try and get organized, but um, things get out of hand. Yeah. And talking to mates is so helpful, isn't it? Like it is. Yeah. Time to process. And have, yeah. you, have you found that beneficial for you? Yeah, I, I think it's breaking that up into, well, uh, during my career, it was having friends outside of footy. Like, I love my teammates and that sort of thing, but I think having having a core group of mates outside of that, I was lucky enough, I suppose, for Timmy's the same, to to stay living in the area where you also grew up, so you've got these friends that you've had for a long yeah. time, you build on that. That's that's something that only people that play in, grew up in Sydney or Brisbane and play for Brisbane or Sydney teams. Yeah, so yeah. having that really is a big advantage for, for I think, your, your sort of whole, whole life. Um, so yeah, I, I catch up with teammates. I still speak to most of my teammates and, and, and just having that balance of, of friendships and relationships and what you can, somewhere I, wh somewhere I give more 
um, mm. give to people and, and somewhere I take more. Speaking of teammates, BMOS, mate, he's announced for his retirement. I always like playing with him. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I love playing with BMOS. Um, he's, he's very mentor-like. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's very serious. Like, he's, yeah. he's um, he, he, he joke and joking time, but he's very um, on task. He's, he's a lot more focused. Yeah. Um, than, than I, I definitely I was there, so I'm not saying much. <laughs> um, so yeah, great, great mentor, great teammate. Um, he, yeah, aw- awesome dude. And and for him to just, I, I ran into him the other day. His kids go daycare across the road from my house, and uh, just after he's in, mate, mate, just I, I just told him, I, fan, I loved watching you play this year, and I was like, I didn't like. I'm sure it's sort of thing, but it was like awesome to see you playing so well in the last year. It was going to be the last year anyway. Yeah, yeah. So um, and yeah, he's he's not going to stones about the way it ended he just yeah was i'm sure he's grateful for everything he's got and i think that's his, his sort of no fuss attitude to it, it was pretty yeah. good to to spend a lot of time playing with him and then um yeah friendship and how's your your, your headspace been in transition like pro, there's a lot of changes that happen from a footy career to a you know post footy career mm-hmm. have you found that have you found it smooth or no although it's, it's, it's the doing lots of things is because i like doing lots of things i think that's probably um uh, thing i feel lucky for is that i like a lot yeah. of what I'm doing, um, you know, still yeah. parts where you just have to suck it up and do it, and you know, it's a certain organisation. It's not. I yeah. I'd rather just someone organise me, but yeah. reality is, is I'm the I know what I'm doing because I don't even some and sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's harder. The disconnect from footy on game day, I still get those sort of butterflies only on game day. The rest of yeah. the time, I'm million dollars. But yeah. um, yeah, so it's it's still it's still um, hectic. It's yeah. I I feel like I did as almost everything I could to prepare. Yeah. And it's still hard. Yeah. So that's why, you know, Timmy and I yeah. are helping out in the in the NRL transition space and yeah. and trying to give back and show that this is this is very much a yeah. it's it's a thing that's there's no, never going to be a cure from going from it. And I think that's what you know, pr- preparing as much as you can and whether you study you do, you think that you'll cure the it's it's not it's not like that. It's mm. n- the transition is never going to be seamless it's never going to be smooth yeah. so that's why it's important to have good mentors good people to talk to and and that's uh, i suppose my strength of of what i have in but that, that's other people is what mm. i have in, in the network yeah you, but you say that you got people that you can talk to but there's there's a lot of people that lean on you as well like people look to you as well to have that mentorship from you so you, yeah well that's just, how it works it's, yeah. it's so like i said i've got lots like some people that that um take more or i yeah. give more to yeah. And other people were, well, you know, you know, you call them and go, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. favor time, Timmy, yeah. have you got me Parramatta Eels tickets? I need a box. <laughs> Jace, can you I'm come on our radio gonna, show I'm in gonna, like three hours? <laughs> I'm going to hit you up about that. I, 100%. Yeah, Parramatta Eels box. I need a box for me, you, and uh, a friend of mine that, that um, Done. is getting buttered up. Done. She doesn't know about it yet. <laughs> Done. Well, mate, we're so, so grateful. One, you've, you've given us your time. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, but we thank you for that. Your career is one that you should be so proud of, but also your next chapter is something that we're all excited to follow. Thanks for your time, mate. We really appreciate it. No worries, Timmy. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For, for you and the Blitz.